You're listening to the Average Sports Guys podcast with Eddie and Marcus. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Yo, yo. Hey, this is Eddie and Marcus. We're back for episode 24 of the Average Sports Guys podcast. So yes, we sir. did take last week off. Um, Marcus is a teacher. As it's been stated on this podcast many Bruh, times, them grades, son. Yeah, them grades. So <laughs> it's it's uh time for grades. Um, I've been actually busy with some like proposals and this stuff at work. So yeah, um, man, it actually worked out good personally wise. I know um all seven people listening to this podcast were pretty <laughs> were pretty been out of shape that uh you know we didn't come with episode twenty four last week. Yeah, but here we are. So yep. oh, and ironically, both. The Eagles and the Redskins were on bye last week. Yep. So I guess it I guess it kinda worked out. Yeah, it kinda worked out. Yeah. So but other than grades and all that other stuff, what have you been up to? Bruh, I have been working on this house for Christmas. I don't know what it is with these wives of ours or just wives in general where they wanted to start Christmas early, like before Thanksgiving, but Mm -hmm. it's actually a thing. (laughs) So I was commissioned to, you know, uh, Get get that going, but we did get the inside of the house done, which is pretty cool. I did see you guys have your tree up. Right? Yeah, we have our tree up. You know, we got some of our, uh, um, our, our Christmas story ornaments up. You know, the the uh, the the major award and the uh, the the bunny suit from Aunt Claire. We got some cool stuff going on. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just getting set up for the holidays. Um, right now, um, like online shopping a little bit for gifts for people because now's the time to do it before it gets too late. So I'm just trying to get ahead of everything. What about you? Yeah, man, I feel you. Uh, went ahead and did the whole um, decorating thing the other day. I never thought I'd be that person. Um, <laughs> honestly, I've always been like, so I'll usually like put the tree up and everything on Thanksgiving. It's just been something I've done for, right. I don't know, I'd say probably at least the last 10 years, mm-hmm. um, maybe even longer. But this year, um, like family coming in town, it, you know, we just thought, okay, well, let's just go ahead and get it knocked out now. Facts. So we're not having to worry about entertaining and keeping people company while trying to focus on getting that stuff set up. And then, you know, you kind of just invite everybody else's opinion mm-hmm. about, Oh, put this here, put this there. Oh, well I have this that you can have, you know? And so that way it's just up, it's done, it's out of the way. Um, so yeah, I mean, everything's pretty much wrapped up and taken care of. Um, that is smart though, as far as like the Christmas shopping getting yeah. it done now. Yeah. And, and, and it's not so much that you're not going to find something. It's more of the delivery time, uh, to make sure that you get it, you know, in time. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's people run up against that. Uh, let's see just that standard stuff, man, working, um, work's been a little crazy. Um, oh, as of late I bet And uh, so I'm looking forward to some Much needed time off Absolutely dude So that's the one thing I do like about the holiday season Facts. Is all of the time off Well especially you being a teacher When the kids aren't in school you're off Yes Minus sir Minus those you know like work day things That you guys have to do to prepare And and all that But yeah I mean coming up So this year So this will be the first holidays of my new job mm-hmm. Um so we obviously get Thanksgiving Day off, and then we get Black Friday off, which is cool. Oh, that's then, dope. Yeah, which I'm not going out to go shopping oh, not at all. Um, it's just fun to watch all the videos of people cramming into Walmart. And yeah, and it's <laughs> crazy. You think 2019, they're still doing that. Still but doing that, and you're just like, Doug, why don't you All just that to get a, a, a Westinghouse TV for right. $76 was, or whatever it is. 85-inch Oscar Mayer. Like, is it really that <laughs> worth it? Is, is it really that worth it? Right. And so... Quality is trash anyway. Chill out. Right. So, I mean... <laughs> So that'd be a nice little four day. And then what's also cool is our company's actually closed the week between like Christmas and New Year's. So I'll be home. So I may end up going down to Florida for a few days. Yeah, uh, man, handle it. Visit with the family again, which I was just there two weeks ago, I guess. Yeah, yeah two two weeks ago almost. So um, there we go. Yeah, just that. And so during the bye week, I got a chance to watch. You know, like some of the other games that I oh, don't normally watch. Absolutely. Because when the Redskins are on, um, I primarily just tune into that game. I'll flip back and forth if it's if, like 
a timeout or a commercial or like halftime, catch some of the other games either coming out of the half or just before the half. So it was good to actually sit back and watch some of the other teams and realize that there's some good football going on. Absolutely. <laughs> so, so that was pretty cool. But um, let's go ahead and get into um, the week 11 scores. Those just that just wrapped up yesterday uh, with the Chiefs and the Chargers playing in Mexico. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. So uh, the Thursday night game was Brown Steelers, which was um, pretty much a dumpster fire for the most part for the Steelers. Um, not only that, um, Mason Rudolph, dude, like that whole situation with the helmet swing and yeah, let's let's talk about let's that. Let's talk for about a that for I, a second. I actually kind of forgot with yeah some of the other stuff going on and what we were talking about preparing for the show today. Right. Um. No. Yeah. That was. A mess. A whole mess. It's like, first off, Miles Garrett, dude, dude, chill out. Um, There was eight seconds in the, the game. Eight seconds in the game, you were winning, right? And I understand that there might be a little bit of a, you know, rival. There might have been some jawing throughout the game and all that. But it's eight seconds left in the game. You need to just go ahead and just let the game end because, in my opinion, even though a lot of people are saying that Mason Rudolph was the aggressor, I did see that this man was putting his body weight on top of Mason Rudolph, which might have pissed him off. Which, I mean, if you're going to stick with somebody, I mean, I get it. It's sports. It's competitive. Stuff like that happens. I'm not completely, you know, relinquishing the responsibility that Mason Rudolph had. But at the same time, I think that had a part in pissing Mason Rudolph off. But in the same time, I don't think Mason Rudolph definitely shouldn't have tried to take off his helmet. Because I think... He could have handled it differently. I mean, he could like you could have said something to the refs or something. I don't know. But at that point, the game was over. Um, Mason Rudolph definitely shouldn't have tried to take off uh, Miles Garrett's helmet. Um, that was definitely a problem. But through all the scuffle and everything, even though Miles Garrett did take off Mason Rudolph's helmet, um, I don't think he should have swung it at him. I think he should have threw it off to the side. Right, and if he would have threw, if he would have threw a punch or something. Nothing involving the helmet because if he would have gotten smacked or would have caught the top of his head with that face mask, the right way you never or, or, know. Oh, you never know. Flit his, right. Split his wig whole, all the way open, pulled his his cap back blue. Like we don't got time for stuff like that. So he even admitted that it was a dumb move to to swing the helmet at him. But I like I said, I get scuffles happen. I'm kind of like fifty fifty with pretty much who's at fault. I think they both could have made better decisions. And to try to pin it on one person or the other is kind of like a mute point because everybody's always going to have their own personal opinion. But I think the bigger piece was the swing into the helmet, and I think it could potentially cost him games into next season um, if the NFL deems that fit. But also, I think that Mason should have gotten a game or two just because he was, in my opinion, just as responsible for the altercation as Miles Garrett. So. Yeah, so I I largely feel the same way. The way the way that I see it now, I didn't see it live. I literally probably fell asleep, I'd say, maybe less than 10 minutes before that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just happened to wake up in the middle of the night. I had to go to the bathroom, so I was like, oh, crap, let me check the scores. And then um, I saw on Twitter, you know, they posted the video, and I watched it probably 10 times. Right. Um. And all 10 times I saw something different. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, as far as it, it's almost like a movie that you hear somebody else like you watched it and say, I wouldn't watch the same movie. I'll pick up something that maybe you didn't. Right. You know what I mean? So um, so I just kept watching and watching. And I saw different things. So then I just was playing it back. And I I agree with you in the sense of Rudolph, I believe, yes, could have handled it differently. Now, I'll take it a step back right when miles garrett came in to make that sack Mm -hmm. um or yeah to to try to sack him wraps him up spins him around you know gets him on the ground now when to me what looked like with miles garrett it looked like his weight was on his body right almost to me looked like he was trying to get up oh okay you know what i mean i can see that's where you could see Rudolph try to pull his helmet. Mm-hmm. Um, now, clearly, we don't know what was said, if anything, in that moment. That's between true. Them, you know, Miles could have called him, you know, all types of whatevers in that moment, and he could have just ripped his helmet off. Rudolph, it, he didn't have his best game. He could have just been pissed. The fact that there was only, what, eight seconds, ten seconds left, mm-hmm. and 
you're hard charging like that and then you swing him to the ground. Now, again, it it wasn't a violent hit or a slam to the ground. No. Um, to me, there was nothing with that. Had he rolled off, got up, it would have been done, whatever. Um, so I've I've seen it on Twitter. I actually was kind of annoyed with social media that day, and I knew I would be. Um, and it's not because somebody else's opinion doesn't align with mine. It's just the stupidity um, where, you know, people flat out are just like, Miles Garrett should never play in the league again. That whole blah, thing, blah, yeah, blah, I Like agree. that whole stuff. And I said, wait, you know, whatever. I don't know if it's just emotional um, or, or whatever, but I'm just like, okay, let the dust settle, figure it out. I figured the NFL would do what they did you know swift action Mm -hmm. you know what i mean before other games are played to let people know like this won't be tolerated um so what miles garrett got as far as the indefinite suspension i kind of assumed it would be right um the reason being it's a primetime game first and foremost all eyes are on you like tupac and (laughs) and and so you have the world watching and if it was a six or eight game suspension type thing people would have lost their mind but you make it indefinite you leave it to miles garrett to appeal and then they can go from there right so i thought the nfl did well i honestly thought maybe the browns would release a statement by saying they've suspended him indefinitely pending the nfl's investigation or the nfl's that have been a smart move you know something like that just to kind of save face right um i didn't i do kind of feel like mason rudolph had a part in it now, I guess what did he end up getting fined thirty five thousand? It was thirty five K, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, a game, maybe. The reason I don't think you can give him just a game is because basically Pouncey only got what, three games? He did get three games, yeah. So I don't know. To me, a lot of the time the NFL's punishments and or fines don't really match or justify like what happened. But nope. again, yeah. Um Mason was definitely he he had a part in it. Miles Garrett, under no circumstance, in my opinion, should have done what he did. Nope. Okay, you rip the dude's helmet off, you're pissed off. Like you said, drop it, throw it, do something, toss it to the side, um, run to the sideline with it. It's my helmet now. Like, do something. Yeah. But to swing it at him, then also for Mason to get up and then charge the right. player. That part, too. That's where, a problem, too. Where other players have been suspended for that. Right. Not necessarily. Well, yeah, because that was before he hit him with the helmet. But yeah. you've seen where players are pushing at each other, walk away or turn and then come back or, mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, uh, punches thrown, pushing, shoving. And, and so there's heavier uh, penalties for that. So, no, I don't feel like Mason Rudolph got all that he should have. Nope. Um, but again, um Again, I'm not a fan of the Browns or the Steelers. I'm just a fan of football, so I didn't have any emotional part in it. No. But I will say Marquise Pouncey, people can say what they want, right, wrong, or indifferent. To me, he did what any loyal teammate would do. 100%. You know what I mean? Whether your guy is in it. Oh, and then the part two, Mason Rudolph kicked Miles Garrett in the nuts. He did do that. That's and, right. I forgot about that. Yes. And players have been suspended for that. Yep. So, um, he, yeah. You know, so so there's that. But like I said, Pouncey came in, handled business. Um, again, I, there was just a ton of bad decisions made. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just I just thought that was interesting. Hopefully Miles Garrett can, you know, get it together, show actual true remorse, mm-hmm. um, and justify it to the league, and hopefully he could be back next year. But either way, I mean, it was it was egregious. Yeah, and on both sides. Yeah, and so I mean, obviously, penalties like have, right have to be have to be have to be served. But um, right. All right, so let's get back into the uh, to the scores. Yeah. So these Falcons routed these Panthers twenty nine to three. Yeah, I didn't see that. I, I think when we did the well, well, we didn't do predictions for that last week because we missed the show. Yeah. But just um internally i said okay well you know the panthers had seemed to be on some sort of a roll falcons really hadn't been doing much although that was didn't they beat the saints oh uh, yeah two I weeks think, ago i think they did yeah so i mean i don't know i i was just shocked yeah because like they were rolling with their backup but then their backup laid an egg and now everybody's like oh well we're Fan base is like, well, should we put Cam back in? No. Um, I think that No, you're done with Cam. You're done with Cam hundred percent. This kid just ain't it. Yeah, this kid just ain't it, which means uh you might need to go ahead and try to pull a from or something out of your butt for next season. So 
that's what it is for that game. We have Cowboys Lions, which was, um, in my opinion, pretty much a shootout. I didn't get a chance to see it. Yeah, I saw a part of it. Uh huh. And it seemed, I think it was tighter than I think it should have been. Mm-hmm. I felt like the Cowboys should have ran, like just ran away with that game. Mm-hmm. But they, uh, who's it? I don't can't remember the backup's name in in. Um, in Detroit playing mm-hmm. for Stafford. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I thought he did well in certain spots um, to be able to kind of keep it close for a while. And that was the sense coming out of Cowboys Nation. Like, they are like, nah, we should have routed these fools with their backup. And, yeah, uh, we didn't. So they're a little uneasy. So it's one of those things where, um, as a team, yeah, you got the W, but thinking about the W, um, was it really a quality W or – is there still things you need to fix for the back end? Because um, right now these Cowboys are leading the division and they're the front runners for the playoffs within the division. So thinking about that and almost taking an L against the Lions, against their backup and that defense, which is it was just honestly pretty good, you kind of have caused a pause and think about, okay, so what do we need to do going forward? Because they do have a tough back end uh, other schedule right and 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 that's what i was gonna say i think it all started about three weeks ago ish with mm-hmm. with the cowboys where i do feel like their defense has gotten exposed at times oh that secondary um, is garbage and not only that but i feel like they offensively i think they have what the number one ranked offense or close to it yeah but they if to me if they can get ezekiel elliott involved more especially in the pass game I think which they haven't done, which is weird. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Like to me, you lean on him in that regard as well because they're going to try to take away Amari Cooper. They're going to try to take away your actual wide receivers. And to me, there's not too many people who can hang with Ezekiel Elliott as far as in the passing game. You get him out on a linebacker or just that quick dump off and in space because he seems to be able to get himself open. Right. Um, Yeah, I just wish – well, not wish. I mean, it's the Dallas Cowboys. But if you're just looking at it from a football standpoint, if they can get Ezekiel Elliott involved more in the passing game – I think that would bode well for them. Mm-hmm. But I do think with them entering a tougher stretch of their schedule, I I don't see them really winning a whole bunch of games because I just feel like their defense can get got, basically. Uh, yeah. Um, if you have, like, true number ones or, or a legit deep threat against that secondary, you're going to win that game. Um, those safeties – I don't I don't know who they are. Um I don't remember their names and that's a problem cuz right. they're that bad. Right. Um they're they it's nobody notable back there. I mean if you can if you have legitimate receivers, you should be fine. I mean their their corners don't scare me. Their cor- nobody scares you in that secondary. It's no, literally It's just that defensive front. It's the defensive front and your linebackers. Mm-hmm. Outside of that and even but even the defensive front, it's literally Robert Quinn and who's the guy on the other side? Oh, it's um uh, what's his face? Michael Bennett. Yeah. Tackle-wise, nobody scares you. Right. They just don't. So. No, not at all. So there's there's some definite question marks there. Yep. Um, so we'll see, we'll see how that shakes out for them. Yep. So we have Jaguars, Colts. Um, Jacoby Brisket is back, and they Colts, want – Colts, I would say Colts went to work. 33-13 against those Jags. That um, was what, Nick Foles' first, first game, game back? back. Yeah, yeah, and they got they got smoked. Um, it, was, it, was, it was just bad. It was just bad football. Um, the next one we got Bills Dolphins. Bills won thirty seven twenty. Um, that's a nice looking squad. Um, mm-hmm. their defense is dangerous. Well, yeah. Um, and it's like playoff wise. I mean, they don't. I mean, they obviously generated enough offense against the Dolphins. I mean, granted, it is the Dolphins. Right. But um, that's another defense that um Baltimore might have to worry about. Um, they're just they just play fast. They're very strong. Um, you really have to work to wear that defense now because even when we played them. Um, it was a problem. Right. Um, their corners are nasty. That secondary yeah. is dangerous. No, yeah, and I was going to say they are they are relatively good at taking away right almost anything you're trying to do. A hundred percent, and they blitz heavy. Like yeah, they like do. Sean McDermott comes from that Jim Johnson, you know, defensive right. mindset tree where he's going to run stunts, he's going to throw everything in the kitchen sink at you. Right. And until you can show that you can beat it, he's going to keep doing it until the end of the damn game. Oh yeah. So. That's the Bills. Um, next one we have Texans Ravens. Um, 
they routed those Texans. I saw that game from start to finish. Yeah, man. Um, I saw most of it. <laughs> bruh, it was bad. Um, it was real bad. There was nothing they could do with Lamar Jackson um, in that entire – that offense. It was just nasty. But, I mean, can we talk about the Ravens' defense for a minute? Because yeah, that they, too. they made uh, – what's the quarterback? Deshaun Watson just look, looked like – Silly. Looked like a, a six-round pick. Right. He's an MVP candidate, and he got look, – he, he looked like a straight bum. Like, that it was whole, bad. That whole offense just looked like tire spinning in mud it, it was horrible i mean obviously deandre hopkins is going to get his but i mean did kenny stills even play yeah that's what i'm saying it right. was that bad yeah i mean it was it i was shocked because i flipped over and i saw the score and i was like what is going on and then i'm thinking okay well maybe qb got hurt so they put in a backup maybe you know some of their key players are no they were all in there they were all in there i mean granted uh What's his face? Uh, Deshaun Watson did get rolled up on a little bit, yeah. but he he still played. But at the same time, they were smoking teams, and then they run up against Baltimore, and they only put up seven points. Like that's and that's that scary. was in garbage time, and wasn't that was it? in garbage time. So I think yeah. RG three was in the game at that point. And like you and like you told me, what was it yesterday, the day before? These Ravens were a real deal. Like I don't at at at, and at some been. point you have to just sit there and say, well, they a team is the front runner to win either the AFC or be a front runner for winning the Super Bowl. Um, as far as I'm concerned, um, yes, uh, my friends in Baltimore who are Ravens friends, I am admitting this. Um, you're my front runner for the Super Bowl at this point until somebody proves me otherwise. Until like there's only a few teams that I can say can really knock you off, but as of right now, um the Ravens and the AFC is who I got. Yeah, man. And and I mean, this goes back to when we first started the whole podcast back in what, April. Right. And I said it going into, I believe it was full-on training camp, I believe, at that point. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, watch out for the Ravens. Yeah. And it was just one of those things, just, I don't know. And and, and I don't follow them um, and watch every single snap, every single play, but just watching enough of them and then seeing the development of Lamar Jackson – I, I just thought that, you know, this is the year. And I'm only excited because I'm not right often. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And, Wish I mean, anything, right on this one. anything can happen. You know what I mean? Injuries jump up, happen, um, and that can derail your whole season a la Redskins last year, 6-3, and three, right when Alex Smith um, broke you got, his leg. And you guys were humming, too. Right, which was a year ago yesterday, yeah. I believe. So, yeah. you know, anything can happen. But all things considered, uh, assuming the Ravens stay healthy, I don't see, other than New England and possibly the Chiefs, really putting up much of a fight. Mm -hmm. um, and I think now it comes down to who's going to win home field advantage. Is it going to be the Ravens or is it going to be the Patriots? A hundred percent. And the reason I say that is because, A, nobody wants to go to Foxborough. Nobody. In postseason. Nope. Um, not it just It just usually is not in your favor. No. But the way I'm seeing it is – Nobody wants to go to Baltimore. Nobody wants to go to Baltimore. I because you got to worry about getting shot and stabbed on your way in the stadium. Facts. Getting beat up by the Ravens. Yep. And then trying to get out of there and go home. No. No. Nope. Uh, but seriously, I mean, and Lamar Jackson is definitely in the running for MVP. One hundred percent. There's no way he can't. I mean, he's on pace to run for. I believe it's a touch over twelve hundred yards. Look at it. Let's put things in perspective real quick. So, quarterbacks that Lamar Jackson has beaten this season: Russell Wilson. Yep. Tom Brady. Tom Brady. And there's another guy that he beat that was really good. That he that they smoked. Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, and Hell, Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun uh, Watson, yeah. Deshaun Watson. Other three other front runners that were up for conversation for the MVP bit. And he beat all three of them. And I'm pretty sure they yeah, they pretty much smoked them all in all three games. So mm -hmm. yeah. Um he's the real deal. Um I don't care what anybody says at this point. Um as long as he continues to do Lamar things and not get hit as he's running or doesn't take a major injury, yeah. he's literally Michael Vick 2.0. Um, right. Granted, he doesn't have the same arm, but he does have a little bit more speed. Yeah, but I believe all around he's putting up more numbers through 10 he, games. He has. There's no quarterback in NFL history who has that many Three, rushing yards and passing yards. 350, 400. Like, I think one game he had almost 500, if not 500 yards right. passing. It was just – I think – No, the Dolphins game, I think he put up 500. I, yeah. Was, yeah, there was at the week, week one or something. Yeah, it was something crazy, yeah, like 513 or something crazy. I'm like, he's nuts, balling out. So. Yeah. Yep. 
they're and they're exciting to watch. Yeah, yeah. Like you can't hit him. Like he's too fast. Like you think <laughs> you have him dead to rights. Like linebackers and defensive ends will be right in like front of him. Like when he hit that spin move on was oh, it the uh bruh. the Bengals? Bruh, he hit that <laughs> circle button, it was over. He Yo. hit the circle button, it was over. That was funny. Crazy. All right, let's get on. All right, let's keep moving. So we have Vikings, Broncos. Um, Vikings are a little bit of a run right now. Um, that was a close one. It was closer than it should have been. That was a good comeback, though. It was a great I, I believe, comeback. I believe Denver was up 20 nothing. They were. And then they came back, I believe, what was it? The Vikings put up... Was it twenty three unanswered or something, something like that? Yeah, it was about twenty three unanswered. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. A, it was a mean comeback, and they and they ended up taking it. Um, yeah, that's that's a that's a real deal franchise. And and Kirk Kirk is Kirk, rolling. Bro. Kirk is rolling right now. <laughs> so if you're in Vikings Nation, you have something to be excited about because um, I think Adam Thielen calling that man out the way that he did in that oh, interview well, it completely changed it everything. Completely changed everything because after that week, this man started slinging, balling, and doing what he needed to do to get these W's. Yeah, so, man. We have Jet Skins, 34-17 Jets. That was an S show. Yeah. Um, I thought, especially coming off of the bye, Redskins had basically two weeks to prepare for the Jets, really. Right. At that point, they were 2-7. and seven. Mm-hmm. They're not scaring anybody. Yes, they have uh, Greg Williams as your defensive coordinator. Right. That dude is aggressive. His players have clearly bought in. Because other than 33, what um, Adams? Yeah. Um. There's not too many other players on their defense that are household names or people that scare you, but they fly around. They they play um, gap sound up front. Yes, they do. Um, their secondary, they're okay. Is, is yeah, was was okay. Um, but it's just their ability to get to the quarterback, especially against our poorest offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, really, kind of had like. Dwayne was just not really able to just sit back and get comfortable, which going into the week, most kind of assumed he's a rookie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Greg Williams, you know, obviously was once with the Redskins, got snubbed on the head coaching job. Um, you know, so he probably had little bone to pick there. So he was playing inspired uh, or calling an inspired, you know, game uh, from a defensive standpoint. So you knew they were coming. But, I mean, it was what it was. I mean, our defense was putrid. Um, the Josh Norman burnt toast is just what he is. Yeah. Um, every, every big play that a receiver pretty much had, uh, you saw Josh Norman slowly entering the screen mm. at the end of the play cause he was getting burned. There was a few plays where there was one in particular, uh, they were lined up on the left side mm. there. I believe they had trips left. It was Josh Norman. I can't believe I remember if it was Fabian Moreau or somebody else. So they were there in coverage. The 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 receivers kind of meshed and then ball, you know, kind of broke away. Right. Josh Norman assumed he was going to get help. He stayed on the guy up front. Dude mm-hmm. took off, caught the ball and was gone. Mm-hmm. No no help over the top. I mean, he has to be gone. Yeah. As as soon as the clock ticks down to zero of week 17 our last game like they need to just already have his box packed his locker yeah cleared out, out everything i'm sorry yeah. get rid of him right um yeah i mean it's just sad at this point i honestly do not see the washington redskins winning another game like it is absolutely plausible because you did not even look competitive against a two and seven jets team right and now we have detroit coming up this week we're going to get worked. Yeah. It's sad. But anyway, it's tough. moving on. Moving on, we have Saints-Bucks. Saints pulled that one out, 34-17. Yep. Um, from what I hear, James Winston threw a lot of picks that game again, so sucks to be James Winston. All right. Um, Cardinals put up 26 points against the Niners. Um, Kyler Murray is definitely growing within this first year of uh of being a starting quarterback and this offense is it can get points against the Niners defense they put up 26 dude and that defense scares me mm-hmm. which is a big deal so um well, they were rolling for a minute they were rolling for a hot minute yeah um and yeah so I mean the Niners still pulled it out but I mean I think they can be got I think there's some tape out there so, uh, moving on, Bengals, Raiders. I mean, who, anybody, anybody really watch this game? No, yeah. Um, I yeah. didn't even know that I they were know, playing I, each yeah. other. So, um, Raiders won 
Raiders are sneaky six and four, but I feel like they're kind of a fraud. Yeah, um, I think they're six and four just because of the offensive genius of Chucky. I mean, don't get me wrong; they do have a, a nice, uh, they have a decent defense. Yeah, but um, just by play design alone, I think that that's been enough to get them over the hump. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how they are. Um, right, and if like go, like next year, you know, they'll be in right. Vegas and all that stuff. They'll have another draft and and things like that. So, I mean. Who knows? But for now, yeah, they're quiet six and four. Right. Um. Next one, Patriots seventeen ten. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna rant. That was for, over yeah, you that, guys. That was over us. Um. Seventeen ten Eagles. Yeah, I'm gonna rant for a little bit. Um. So this game, I'm actually going to call out Carson Wentz in this situation. I think for the majority of the season. This L hasn't been all Carson Wentz's fault. Even this one, I would say, is not completely his fault, but he did make a lot of bad decisions in this game. Yeah, I did see that. He was unusually inaccurate. He was unusually inaccurate. Um, For whatever reason, I think him in the back of his head, knowing that um, Nick Foles beat them to win the Super Bowl. I I want to say routed, but like offense versus defense, routed that defense, and that knowing that he had to do something to show that he was either as good or even better or would have been better in that Super Bowl, I think that clouded his judgment in his mind. And, you know, when you think too much as a player, you don't react. And I think that's exactly what happened. Yeah, he didn't go out there and just play football. He didn't go out there and just play football. From somebody who's clearly not invested in – the Patriots or the Eagles, right? Um, obviously, I text you before the game. Yeah. Like, I'm pulling for you guys to win. Um, he never looked comfortable. Like, never like did. You can tell when Carson Wentz is comfortable, he's he's lighting people up. Oh, as long as you know you you guys don't have drops from from your pass catchers. Right. But I mean, he just never felt uh, like just watching it. It didn't feel like he ever just got comfortable and was that true right. Carson Wentz. Not at all. Um he held the ball a lot. Yeah. Um he had difficulty going through progressions. Um for example, there was one play, I want to say it was like the third or beginning of the fourth quarter where they had uh trips right, another receiver to the left and they had um they had Miles Sanders working out of the backfield on a wheel route. Oh, yeah. Carson Wentz didn't even see Miles Sanders, and he was free down the sideline. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I just did. like, I, that is your, I was like, that is your go-to, dude. Yeah. Just dump it off. That's a touchdown. Mm-hmm. He didn't even see it, which, which told me personally that he was not available, um, and he was just clouded in the mind with making decisions. He was so worried about doing the right thing that he just wasn't reacting to the game or – or adjusting to what the game was giving him. Um, yeah. He took at least three or four sacks that he could have just thrown the ball away. Yeah, I did see that. Um, which was really annoying. And I don't care what team we play, anybody on our schedule, anytime you ask Carson Wentz to drop back and throw 40 times a game, we're not winning. No, I mean, that's tough on anybody. That's tough. The 40, drop back and throw. 40 passes, he was he was 20 for 40. He was f- literally 50%. Like, that's uh, crazy to me. How many how many run plays did you guys have? 18. Yeah, see, 18. You would, think, you would think you would want a little bit more balance. But I will say credit to the Patriots right. because they are good at taking away the run that's and the, forcing you to pass. Right. So we had Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. Granted, we did re-sign JHI. Um, I didn't expect to see him at all um, just yeah. because, I mean, it, it, he was literally signed on Friday. Right. So it was like, yeah, I, I don't even think he was a would be. He like, was dressed and available. Oh, was he? God forbid something happened, but they didn't play him. But uh, that really made me upset is the fact that knowing the the gravity of the situation and what Nick Foles did in the Super Bowl and all that, you really asked Carson Wentz to drop back forty times, and pass was annoying. Granted, <laughs> it would have been better if like half of those forty passes were screenplays. Um, we did run two or three screens that were successful. Yeah. Um, one that was a busted play to Zach Ertz. Another great one that uh, to to Dallas Goddard. Um, maybe a screen to Miles Sanders or something. But they we didn't run enough screens. We didn't obviously didn't run the ball enough. And I just think that on the other side of the ball, Jim Schwartz was prepared to hold the Patriots to 17 points. 
and literally just asking our offense to put up 21 is a big deal. Yeah. Um, I don't know who that right corner is in Jalen Mills or what they did with the old Jalen Mills, but he, since he's been back, he has been balling. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of passes he defended that Jalen Mills pre-injury would have just let sail and they would have been it would have been a touchdown. Um, Ronald Darby showed up. Mm-hmm. Our entire secondary showed up. I mean, granted, there was a couple of plays, a couple of seam routes that Avante Maddox did get beat on. I mean, granted, but it is the Patriots. Um, but overall, that defense stepped up. That front four, they were getting to Tom Brady and they were laying wood. Well, and 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 that's the thing where we how do I say it? So even like the Reds, and, and this is not taking anything away from right. from from the Eagles, but even the Redskins were able to get to Brady early in the game, right? Um, and and hold up. Now we're horrible, um, all the way around, both offense and defense. Um, defense was supposed to be the bright spot, but like I said, we were able to get to Brady a little bit. So I did see your guys' defense was balling, but that to me is I think going to be the Achilles' heel of the Patriots this year. Right, is they don't really have an offense. They don't. They just don't. They play backyard football, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Like it's literally okay. So I'm going to line up White and Sonny Michelle, and then Muhammad Sanu on the other on the side, side, and or even or throw or, or run Edelman out the backfield or something. It's like literally a backyard football offense. It works right. but but uh, a good against, defense against the like, top defense like you guys it's not gonna work yeah. out too well because we're gonna we're gonna snuff it out every time right and then like i've been saying for the past few years tom brady has difficulty with corner and safety blitzes um yes. he yes. just identifies them extremely late or doesn't care enough to i guess address it or or for what or it might be cockiness i don't know i just think personally he just has trouble seeing them a lot of the it time it seems like it right so um yeah if you can if you can do that you can definitely beat the patriots right now they don't have a gronk they don't have like a true number one like muhammad sanu honestly is a two mm-hmm. and he i mean he had a couple of catches but i mean a two against a like a decent secondary that like we've been playing it's not really going to do much so um overall i was extremely happy with the defense offense doug I, I don't know i don't know what your issue is i don't know why you haven't taken taken over um yes you do call the plays but i think a majority of the responsibility is allowing mike grow to come up with the game plan because um yeah i think we're missing frank reich i think mike grow needs to be fired in the offseason because there's no reason for us to have that much talent on paper and to not produce um yes we were short jordan howard yes we were short Al- alshon jeffrey but we still have enough weapons in Godert and Ertz and Miles Sanders to do something to at least put up twenty something points. Mm-hmm. Um, big ups to um, JJ Arcega Whiteside in the, at the end of the game. He had a huge catch where we were backed up within our own end zone, mm-hmm. and uh, Carson went through a forty yard bomb and he caught it. Um, that's <laughs> a big that that was a big play. Even Aguilar uh, on one of our final drives within the last two three minutes had a big catch. But what does Aguilar do at the end of every single <laughs> freaking game in which the game is on the line, in which we were? And, and, and here's the thing. It, it wasn't even like a game-winning touchdown. It was a game-tying touchdown. Carson Wentz was getting pressured. He drops back, throws the ball off his back foot, yeah. floats it into the end zone. You get two hands on it, you bring it in. What does Nelson Aguilar do? Drop babies. Yeah. That's exactly what he I did. I mean, he look, when – when I saw that ball come over the shoulder, I said, man, he got this. He got this. He had two hands. Two hands on it and dropped a knee. It, a and knee then, equals two feet. He would have been good. Yeah, and then, and then of course, as soon as he landed on his knee and he dropped the ball, I said, watch him grab his knee. And, you and that's saw, exactly you saw, what he did. He grabbed well, his knee with the quickness. He was hanging out for a minute. <laughs> he said, I'm going to go ahead and fake this injury real quick. Yeah like, yeah, like something bad was going on. Dog, you had two I, hands. Like, it wasn't even like fingertips. It, no, was, it was both. it was all hands. hands. He had it. it. I just And uh, yeah. he couldn't bring it in. I couldn't believe it. And then Blew that, my mind. And then that meme you sent me where he's like, man, you got a cold? And he said, nah, I caught a cold. He said, no, you didn't. You can't catch nothing. You picked it up. Yeah. <laughs> you might have picked up a cold, yeah, but you ain't, you, you ain't catch that. <laughs> yeah, dying. man, but, like, Eagles fan base is pissed off. They're just like, look, man, cut ties with this dude. I was about to say, that is a great way to get cut. And here's the crazy part. The NFL and, I th- and PFF and you name it, what statistician you want to quote, they have Nelson Aguilar as the worst receiver in the league right now. It's crazy. Wow. Crazy. Wow. And they're also dropping stats like, well, in game-winning drives, Carson Wentz is 13, uh, 13 out of 15 to uh, lose the game, which means he's 
more than likely to lose and win. And there was only two situations where he he had a game-winning drive that won the game. But the problem with that stat is and what they don't necessarily address is the fact that Carson Wentz puts the ball literally in receivers' hands and they just don't bring it in. Right. I can I can literally cite three games this season where that happened. Falcons, um, the uh, the uh, this past one and the the Patriots and the Lions, three games just yeah, off yeah, the top yeah. of my head where right. we had game winning drives lined up literally literally bread basket passes or or passes right in the hands where receivers just drop the go ahead touchdown either tied right. or win. Yep. So. It's a, it's a little skewed, but overall, I think we need to fire Mike Grow in the offseason, um, bring in some offensive uh, offensive coordinator talent. Um, we need a – I think Alshon Jeffrey, as far as health, is getting a little bit past his prime. I think once we get Deshaun Jackson back, we should be fine, um, and he's going to stretch the defense, which is going to open up the I keep game. forgetting he's even on he's your even, team. He's only and, played two games, And bro. that's not me, like, digging at all because I like Deshaun. Games. Yeah, I completely forgot. So when he comes back next year, I think running lames will be there, and we're, we're and obviously our d- identity this year is running the football. But there's there's definitely some things that got to get worked out. Um, I'm by no means calling for Doug Peterson's head yet because at the end of the day, we're Man, you got to give him one more year. Yeah, we we're three years out from a Super Bowl. Let's keep it a buck. Like I mean, you got to give a guy a longer leash than that. Right. And um, yeah. Th- so that's pretty much where I'm at. So that's the end of my rant. Um, I think we can. Tell me pull how you to- really feel, Marcus. Yeah, I think we can pull together and beat these Seahawks. I honestly think we can. Um, I, I honestly think we can get that win. And after them, I think we're coasting to the end of the season, as long as we don't do anything stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's my rant. Moving on, Bears, Rams. Um, Bears, it's Trubisky. Um, you're, you're not winning. Uh, Rams, Jared Goff doesn't look like Jared Goff from last year. I don't no. care what anybody says. And no, he doesn't. And, and I think a lot of that has to do with Todd Gurley's health. He doesn't. Todd Gurley doesn't scare anybody right now. No, not at all. Even watching him run. No, um, he doesn't scare he, anybody. He had a like couple catches that mm-hmm. he was able to kind of turn up field. He had a few decent just like grind him out yards. But, again, they were maybe – Four, four or five yards, but you know he's able to pick up the first. But he he doesn't look like a running back who what what's it? I forgot what his deal was, but pre contract extension. Yeah, Gurley. Yeah, you're he's, not seeing that. Yeah, and he's got bad knees. It's like um whatever. I think it was a cartilage issue or something where he's just. It might be arthritis at this point, where he's just not running the same. So. Yeah, um, I don't know what you guys are going to do in Rams, but you need to find a backup or somebody to generate that run game because right now it's not looking too good. No. Um, so uh, finally, Monday, Chiefs, Chargers. I don't know what happened to Phillip Rivers, of, to, to the Phillip Rivers that was He's around washed. last year. He's washed, Because that man was balling last year, and this year he is literally – He threw seven picks in the last two games. Uncle Rico in it up, man. Like, I, mean, I don't – It's crazy. He's washed. He's, he's wild. It's time for – It might be time to hang up some cleats, bro. And, and the sad thing about it is, and I heard it on the radio earlier today, and, and it's a good point, because I kind of thought about it last year, the year before. It doesn't seem like that organization is planning for his departure – Meaning right. to draft some some young somebody right. and, and start to develop them. I mean, they have Tyrod Taylor as a backup. Um, it's crazy. It's, it is crazy. He's 37. I think this is it. I think he's a free agent at the end of the year. I yep. don't see them bringing him back Mm-mm. unless they were able to get some sort of a hometown discount and basically pay him in food stamps or something. Some. But outside of that, I mean, I think Phillip Rivers' days are over. Yeah. He, he just... He just looks like he took that horse down the old town road, and it just can't go no more. Can't go no like, more. <laughs> I, th- I think it's done. Yeah, I, I mean, think he's, yeah. If this might, this might be his. I think their coach is out of there too. You think uh, so? Yeah, I do. Oh man, I like that dude. Well, yeah, of course, but yeah, um, they're just a dumpster fire over there, man. Like th- then there was the thing about are they gonna move to London or or whatever? Oh and, God, and all that, you know. And then their I think it was their GM jumped out there and was. Yeah. F this, F that, and all that stuff. Yeah, and it's like Anthony Lynn, I mean, I don't – I mean, they, they made the playoffs last year. Like, they, they shut down Lamar Jackson and all that and had that clever scheme to, you know, have run your offense, like your whole – like defensive oh, end, right. everybody – all it's like a line – nobody's – nobody is – if you don't have a linebacker or a D-back on the field, they're not on the field against the Ravens. Like, he's a smart dude. I just think that 
he hasn't done enough to help Phillip Rivers out. I don't think they've really adjusted much at all all season. No. I mean, you have Keenan Allen, in my opinion, one, one of, of the top, the top five <laughs> receivers in the league. You have Keenan Allen. He's like Odell Beckham Jr., if you haven't seen him, without the attitude. Yeah, like, that right. dude gets busy. Yeah. So, I, 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 Eckler, you have Melvin Gordon back, obviously with fresher legs since he's been out whining for half the season. <laughs> so, I don't I don't understand where this, where this issue was coming from. Um, offensive line issues, I don't know. But – at this point, you should be running the football more than you're throwing it because this dude is just putting up ducks and picks. Yeah, so. or, or try to do some crap that the Saints are doing, and right. I would figure out how to get Tyrod in at the yeah. same time. Yeah. You know, confuse, disguise, like do something. Some. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's sad. I feel like I've been watching Phillip Rivers since I was like 10. Bruh. But <laughs> I was a huge <laughs> Phillip Rivers fan back in, the back, back in the day. This is back when it was like Phillip Rivers in his prime. With LT and uh, Darren Sproles, yeah. like, that was a nice ass uh, offense to watch with Antonio Gates, bruh. Yeah. Yes, dangerous. Yep, so, those days are over. All, all the way over. Yeah. Yep. Well, so let's just quickly uh, before we end the show, we're almost out of, or pretty much out of time. Yeah. Let's just go over this week's picks coming up. Um, yeah, man. I got those right here. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did. Hold on. Um, yeah. Uh, here we go. Um. And so this Thursday, we have uh, Indianapolis Colts at Texans. That's um, going to be a good game. Yeah. Ooh. I don't know. Who are you taking? Ooh, I'm going to take – they say to never go ahead and and, and count and, and count out a team that took a really bad loss because they usually back, bounce back and dominate. Right. But I'm going to go ahead and lean on my boy Jacoby Brisket to pull this one out. Um. I think their defense is just as fast, if not faster, at, on the defensive line um, for the Colts. And I think that they're going to put just as much pressure on um, Deshaun Watson. And I think that um, Jacoby Brisket's a juggernaut. So I'm going to lean with the Colts on this one. Yeah. So uh, same same here. NFL is a copycat league. Uh, to me, the Colts have the horses to do it on defense. Yep. You watch what – uh, Baltimore was able to do, and you pretty much mimic that. Um, I think I think they have enough to to get it done. So I'm gonna go Colts. Yep, we have Browns Dolphins next. Browns Dolphins. Um, Browns because it's the Dolphins. Dolphins yeah, I pretty mean, much. And there's no other way. I mean, there's no other explanation for me with that. Nope. Browns at home over the Dolphins. Dolphins are just. You know, the Dolphins. The Dolphins. Uh, next, we have Washington Redskins or Lions at Washington. So it'll be Haskins' second home game. I'm going to go ahead and take the Lions because there's no reason for me to pick the Redskins other than they're just my team. But I'm a realist. I don't see them getting it done. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Lions as well just because um, Matt Patricia, um, he's a pretty competent head coach. And they'll figure something out. I don't know. Is is uh, Stafford going to be back this game? Uh, that's up in the air. Okay. All right. So um, pending, uh, but I still think they're going to win. Bro, I was going to say they can have the equipment manager at quarterback. <laughs> the way things are going, especially as long as Josh Norman's on the field. Yeah. Uh, next we have Raiders at Jets. I'll go Raiders. Raiders. Um. Yeah. It's it's. I mean, Josh Jacobs. I mean, Brandon Carr. Uh, I'm sorry, not Brandon Carr, Derek Carr. Sorry, and um, what's his face? Uh, Renfro. They got they got a decent enough offense. They have Chucky as the as the as the head coach calling those plays. They'll, yeah, they'll and win this one and out. I think their defense is good enough to give the yeah. Jets a hard time. Absolutely. Yep. So next we have um, the Giants at Bears. I'll go Bears. <laughs> it depends how healthy uh, Quan Barkley is, because for whatever reason, I think he's still laboring. Yeah. Um also I think it also depends on how much they ask Daniel Jones to throw cuz right now he started off hot but now he's like throwing hella picks. So, I don't know what's going to happen with that, but which is the ebbs and flows of a rookie right, season. Right. W- yeah, true. So, um I'm going to go ahead and take the Bears myself. That was my first thought just because um I don't think they have anybody on that offensive line that can stop Khalil Mack or yeah. anybody in that front four. So, yeah. All right, next up we have Carolina Panthers at New Orleans Saints. Is this even really a question? Yeah, I'm going to go, <laughs> I'm gonna go Saints. They're at the Saints. Um, yeah, you're not winning that one. It's just not going to happen. Drew Brees, um, 
uh, what's his face? Uh, Teddy Bridgewater don't matter. Um, you could put in um, the water boy at quarterback in the Saints building, and they're probably still going to win. Yeah. That's just that tough of an atmosphere. Yeah. Although, like I said, I was surprised when the Falcons beat them. But, oh, true. That's that um, is true. Then Seahawks, Eagles, that's in Philadelphia. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and take the Eagles, not just because they're my, my, my team. I just think that we have enough to our defense is playing well enough to able to be able to stop Russell Wilson and that offense what scares me is the scheming on offense for Carson Wentz um I hopefully Jordan Howard gets cleared to play um I think backfield wise this is probably like one of the best backfields that we do have in Miles Sanders, Jay and Jordan Howard. I don't think you can ask for a better threesome of a running core. Hopefully, Alshon Jeffrey comes back, which should open things up a little bit more. Um, but we have to screen more, and we have to run the ball more than 18 times in a damn game. Mm-hmm. So, um, But if we do that, I think we should win. All right, so I'll go Seahawks here. The reason being, you guys are great at getting pressure, but to be able to account for Russell Wilson is tough escapability and then again even the best corner isn't hanging tough for more than about three seconds hell no so if things go off schedule and wilson can get out and not get hit um i think that's gonna prove tough for you guys Mm -hmm. um now keys to victory for the eagles i can see your offense as long as they're clicking being able to mow down their defense and their defense isn't terrible but uh, to me, again, they're not scary. Mm-hmm. So, but overall, I think I'll go Seahawks. Not because I'm a hater, because you guys are in our division. Right. Um, not at all. But I'll take Seahawks. There you go. Uh, next up, we have the Buccaneers at Falcons. That <laughs> sounds like it's gonna be ugly. It's a poop show. Um, I think the Falcons are humming. I'm gonna go with the Falcons. Yeah. They got uh, Julio. Yeah, they're they're at home. The Bucks to me. Freeman. Um. They're just the Bucks. I mean, they, you just don't know what you're gonna get. I don't know. Um, so yeah, so I'll say I'll say the Falcons close that one out. Yep. Uh, next up, we have Denver Broncos at Buffalo Bills. I will take the Bills because all day it is hard. A the team is 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 playing well. Their defense is great. It's hard to go to Buffalo. It's especially hard, especially now. They're loud in there. I think I think that, but the weather. Oh, the weather's horrible. I mean, that and, that wind swirls, bro. We couldn't throw. We no, ran we, the whole game. We couldn't either. Yeah. It was Crazy. the same thing. Yep. All right. Uh, then we have uh, Steelers at Bengals. <laughs> Steelers? Yeah. I mean, I think uh, a JV high school team could beat the Bengals at this point. The only team that cannot beat the Bengals has to be the Washington Redskins. <laughs> oh, come and, on, man. And I don't, think, <laughs> I don't think we play them this year. <laughs> um, the only reason I'd want to play them is so they can win. You could get, you get a W out of that. Yeah. No, no, no. So, so they can win. Oh. So... <laughs> So we can like figure out draft position or something. Um, shout out to the Red, hail to the Redskins. There you go. Um, that's still my thing. Look, man, like it's something like I feel like when you're in a relationship and it's like you break up yeah. with them, or or you go to your boy and you're like, man, there's the problems I'm having, it, man. F that B. Da 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 da. As soon as somebody else starts talking junk about your chick, you're like, wait a minute, hey, hold on, hold on, yeah, chill, yeah chill, I don't chill, like son. it right now, but you can't talk. You shit, can't talk so. shit. Chill, son. <laughs> I'll say this. You know what's bad when in the stands for the 10 Skins fans that were at the game, they're chanting, sell the team, sell the oh, team. Oh, yeah, there was there was a obvious chance of sell the team. Yeah. Uh, I, I think some people or somebody had reported, I think it was just over 21,000 in attendance, and roughly 60% of them were Jets fans. Damn. Um, yeah, I just – looking up and even seeing in the lower bowl of the stadium, it, it was – it was empty. Yeah, you um, can find tickets on Groupon. I literally saw bro, them last they, night. They had they had tickets in section one night. Now Will Blackman actually uh, posted this on Twitter. He was like, "What?" And uh, it was tickets. I think it was section one nineteen, and they were like forty bucks or thirty five bucks. Shit, I might have to go to this uh, Eagle Skins game at the end of the season for cheap. Oh, they will probably just pay you to go. <laughs> like at that point, call um, two plays for seventy three bucks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And that's still paying too much. Uh, <laughs> next up, we have the Jaguars at Titans. Uh, I don't know. That one's going to be hard to predict. It's hard. That's a toss-up. I'll say Titans because they're at home. If they can, if they just do me a favor and just hand it off to Derrick Henry 30 times, they should be able to win that. Right. Uh, 
Cowboys at Patriots. Patriots. Um, yeah, they're going. They're going to school that ass. For, for, watch this. Will be the game. Dallas comes out, tears their asses up, thirty-four seventeen. <laughs> People are already buying Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl tickets. Um, no, uh, in in all honesty, I think again, Bill Belichick and what the Patriots are able to do as far as taking away what you do well. You will not see Amari Cooper that game. No, you um, will not see him. And and then that front is gonna it's gonna be hard for Zeke to run. Oh yeah. So yeah, I see a tough day at the office for uh, Dak Prescott and company. I'll take the Patriots, and they're at home. He better so he, he better work on some of them hip twists. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yo, did you see Zeke doing that? Oh, that joke was funny in the, in the end zone. You better work on some of them hip twists. Yeah. Get his get his get his fake game up because that's gonna be a tough one. Yeah. So we'll see how we'll see how them hips work for him. Game uh, of the week, dude. Yeah. Game of the week. Packers at 49ers. That's gonna be a great one. I'm watching that. Um, pack. I mean, damn, Packers Woo. are good. Woo. I don't Woo. know, man. Like I was thinking about this Woo. earlier today. I don't. I still don't know who I'm gonna take. But this is a potential like NFC championship play, game. Potentially, yeah. Like this is crazy. Yeah, and I will say, as long as Garoppolo can, to me, he's more than a game manager. But as long as he doesn't turn that ball over and just gift wrap interceptions, as long as they don't get behind from a turnover or just get behind because I think they're built to sustain a lead. They're a not lead. built to come back from being down maybe like 14 points. Right. And that's the thing with the Packers. Aaron Rodgers will get you down in a heartbeat. Oh, he will carve and they you can up. come back. So that's the good thing about the Packers there. Yeah. Because, I mean, Aaron Rodgers has been doing it forever. He, he is the king of the two-minute drill. Yeah, he is. Um, I'll go Packers here. Yeah. Um, Even though 49ers at home, I'll still go Packers. It's going to be good weather for the Packers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even if it's Cold in Santa Clara. Uh, it's still got to be better for the Packers. And Preston Smith, former Wash, uh, former Redskin. Oh yeah, that man balls. He I gave mean, us a problem. He he's having himself a season. Yes, he is. Good for him. Um, and then the Monday night matchup: Ravens Rams. I'm going Ravens. And I would have to go Ravens too because, I mean, granted, the Rams do have a defense, but. The problem with the Rams is they can't generate enough offense. I don't think they'll be able to generate enough offense against the Ravens defense. No, and what the and, issue will be. And the thing is this: there, yes, the Rams have a good defense, but I will say, have have they really had a, to face a quarterback like Lamar? No, where, where this guy. It down? Matter of fact, I saw Sean McVay talking today. Um, and or it might have been from yesterday, but I saw it today where that's what he was talking about. He's like, it's hard to mimic what he does in practice right. so your defense can get some exposure to to what he does. And that's the thing is the Ravens have a good enough run game, and then Lamar with his ability to run. And the read option and is pass. deadly with that team. Oh, and if – RPO if, is disgusting. If Lamar gets in space, yes, I get it. They have Jalen Ramsey. They have all this – look, look. <laughs> you got to catch him first. If he gets in space, that is going to be a problem. So that I'm looking is, forward to that game. But, no, yeah, the Packers, 49ers, uh, that's a must-watch. That's yeah. the primetime game on Sunday. Yep. And then Monday is good. Um, yeah, but yeah. So, like I said, I'll go Ravens. I have no reason not to pick them. I'm gonna go Ravens just because right now, um, Lamar Jackson is the king of the circle button in space. Um, that <laughs> man will hit you with that mean. He'll plant that foot, hit that spin move, and that man is gone. I There's mean, nothing you can do about it. So, yeah, yep. That's what that is. So, um, that is today's show. Yeah, um, we'll see. Okay, so one thing that I want to see um, from the Redskins again. I told you before, um, at this point, it's a mute point to try to stack up wins. Uh, the players aren't in it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure you saw that video of um, Haskins on the sideline talking to the offensive line. Yes. About basically, help what, me help what, you. Yeah, what can I do to help you? They pretty much blew him off. Um, I think a lot of the players have packed it in. I mean, mm-hmm. Dwayne Haskins, Darius Geis. Darius Geis had a nice screen pass that he took to the house. Yeah. Um, he had some good runs. He's he, he mowing people over. Yeah. So, I mean, um, Haskins had that rollout. Everything mm-hmm. broke down. He rolled out. He hit Terry McLaurin for, it's like I think it was like a 61-yard catch. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, Haskins threw it off the wrong foot and was still able to get that ball Let's there. Let's go. And it was accurate, and M- McLaurin is the real deal. He is a real deal receiver. I mean, he is a baller. That and dude has separation speed. I mean, it's ridiculous. Crazy. It is ridiculous. Crazy. And so I'm looking forward to, again, Haskins' progressions. I'd like to see 
um, a little bit of his mechanics and stuff cleaned up. Again, I'm not a um, armchair quarterback whisperer. I'm not a GM. I'm not anything like that. It's just what I see on the field. I don't watch the all 22. I don't watch film. I'm not, you know, because you see all these people on Twitter and, and some of them are good at what they do um, as far as like just like Redskins fans and, and some just think they know what they're talking about. Right. I just want to see him f- uh, feel more comfortable, uh, look more comfortable. I saw some flashes, so that was good. So it's again, it's just building blocks mm-hmm. that you can take into the next uh, season. This coaching staff will not be here, um, so it'll be a whole different uh, system right. for um, Haskins. But I mean, to me, there's hope. There's something to look forward to with um, potentially Haskins long term. Uh, Geis, if he can stay healthy, and then McLaurin. I don't give a damn who you get rid of. His ass better stay here. Right. Um, so yeah. So so that was that. That's what again going forward. For the rest of the season, I'd like to see is just building blocks with the with those three in chemistry. Um, but again, uh, that's our time. Thank you for listening. Yeah. This is episode twenty four of the Average Sports Guys podcast. Go ahead to our website, averagesportsguys.com, um, or anywhere that, that you consume podcasts. That's our time. You. Yep.